Strapped in and ready? Yeah, strapped. You know what, people? Don't adjust your podcast because uh, you haven't tuned into the wrong show. This is Good Movie Monday. It's the weekly podcast dedicated to nerdy cinematic ramblings. And this week, Ben is away getting his European vacation on over there in Europe, of all places. <laughs> Filling in for him this week <laughs> is my amazing co host from the other podcast I do, Wednesday Up Late. It's Chloe Ritchie. Hey, hey, guys. Hello. I'm here. I'm I'm here. Yay! <laughs> what a treat! What a treat! Oh, and, you're welcome. I mean, it's just great that I've got somebody filling in for Ben, but even better that it's you. I know. Well, you know what they say: keep it in the family, and uh, <laughs> that's what we're doing. And look, I, I promise you that I'm not going to throw you under the bus on this episode, like I normally I, would with Ben. <laughs> I am so. You know me. I'm so nervous. I'm not as sort of. Um, I don't know, as uh, sort of quick-witted <laughs> with movie references and stuff. So I'm a little nervous, but it's going to be fine. Well, I did say I'm not going to throw you under the bus, and I promise I won't. But <laughs> liar! But do you want <laughs> to tell, tell people where they can find us? Yes, absolutely. They can find us um, on all streaming <laughs> platforms and services and and um, places. <laughs> <laughs> They can find us on uh, our Good Movie Monday website, of course, absolutely, and the Newsly app as well. There you go. I was making sure that you're paying attention. I am. I'm here, 100. <laughs> That's all I ask for. <laughs> so, what is new with Chloe? Like, you know, for people that don't listen, there's a lot of people that probably don't listen to Up Late. Um, so, it's been a hot minute since you've actually been on Good Movie Monday. Um, so, for those people that aren't familiar with you, how would you sum up the Chloe verse in three words? Oh, the Chloe verse. Oh, to sum it up in three words is quite difficult. But um, if you would choose a couple of words to describe the entity that I am. Um, I would say dense. That's one. Um, I can be pretty rock solid there. I would say I am quite positive. I try to be. Okay. I try to be quite positive. Um, just putting it out there into the world, hoping it comes back. It doesn't usually, but, you know, I'll keep doing it till they kick me down. Um, and just, you know, totally effervescent. <laughs> I think that's just such, such a great word for me. Well, that's certainly nothing that we would ever use to describe Ben. So you're the first effervescent <laughs> co-host I've had on the show. <laughs> Just don't ask me to spell it, all right? Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I was expecting you to say hot fucking mess. There's three words, but, you know. Oh, there's, yeah, well, no, I could have done that too and it would have done perfectly. <laughs> so, Especially um, the hot. <laughs> <laughs> That's usually my catchphrase, thank you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, you know, usually Ben and I have a bit of a, a yak right now about what we've been watching, what's been going on. Have you been watching mm-hmm. anything cool lately? I have, you know, I knew I was coming on here and I had to do you proud. Um, And for those who remember when I was back on the podcast or who do um, listen or watch up late um, with Glenn and I, you know that I am not the biggest (laughs) fan of horror. Yeah. 
Um, right. So I have been slowly getting into different types of movies. I'm I'm edging my way in. I'm not diving in full mm, full throttle. Um, <laughs> um it in the family. So <laughs> oh, no, we're not from Tassie. I did you a solid mm. um and did what I promised I was going to do, and I watched Black phone the other day I know you have to be so proud of me and I told you you better give me props for this because I watched it and I'm going to tell you something Glenn okay I are we allowed to swear on this podcast are you fucking joking (laughs) come on I fucking loved it (laughs) loved it I knew you would and I don't know what I was so worried about um, there were a few moments where I did have to have my phone up, like with some sort of noise ready to play, because I was getting a little nervous. <laughs> but it was all for nothing because it, it was just incredible. It's a I very, it. very cool film. I think I described it at the time. It's like a bit Stranger Things in its sort of aesthetic. Yes. And, um, I don't know what else I compare it to, but it's yeah, it's very dark and dank. And what I loved about it was the realism, like the you know the the, the adolescents, these kids when they got into schoolyard fights it was real and it was brutal and yeah. the, the kids in this were great particularly the little girl she was awesome and I felt like I know you're not allowed to say this anymore but I just felt like she was my spirit animal she was just <laughs> feisty and she was just the cool little sister and I loved their dynamic as well and mm. obviously they had something to be close about dealing with you know their father and that sort of situation but like, I just, I loved the way that they were with each other. I just loved how all the characters interacted, really. I just think it made so much sense. And I have to say, I'm not going to sort of blow it for or spoil it for anybody who mm-hmm. hasn't seen it yet, um, even though I'm probably the last person <laughs> to, to see it. Um, but the ending made me so happy that I cried. Like, oh, I wow. actually had tears in my eyes. And it's I usually a Melzy like thing anyone- to do. Well, I feel like anyone who has young kids would feel the same way because mm-hmm. I was feeling it to my very core. Like it brought out things in me that no movie should ever do. Um, and I just loved it for that. I really did. Well, there you go. Dipping your toes into the horror world and enjoying it. That's, you know, this is great. Slowly. Is great. No, Slowly. you are. Come on. You are because you really enjoyed Barbarian and there's been a few others no. along the way. So I know. I know. It's so all happening. We'll have to. You'll have to give me a recommendation for my next one right. that I can work my way up to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Cool. Oh, look, yeah, no, I'm really chuffed about that one. Um, I, yeah. I had a sneaky suspicion that's what you are going to bring to the table. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I thought cool. so. <laughs> uh, look, before we move on, um, I should just also mention that um, we've got a great episode lined up for everybody uh, this week because, well, you're on it, so there's that. <laughs> but this week our special guest is Joe Anderson, uh, a guy who some of you will know from across the universe, that musical with all the Beatles music they did a few years ago. He was also uh, in the TV series Hannibal and uh, he's got a brand new movie coming out called The Devil Conspiracy and we're going to chat about that and a few other things. Also coming up we've got Joe Lewis, Chad Jennings and James Thomas from the Bonehead Weekly podcast. That's the uh, the one from America and they're going to be talking about a random topic and who the fuck knows what that's going to be. We'll just have to wait and find <laughs> out. Uh, but right now let's um, let's bring Jarrett into the show and and talk to him about uh, all things physical entertainment. I'm sure he's got a bit to say about that. I have no doubt. How about a a newsly (laughs) plug as well? (laughs) 
Wow, eight minutes in and I think we're doing pretty good, even if I do say so myself. And far be it for me to spoil the flow of the show. Let's just get this Newsly thing out of the way because it is important. We want you to listen to us on Newsly. It is a super app. They support us. So let's support them. Go to newsly.me, download it, listen to any podcast you want from around the world. But the best thing about this app, it has the news from around the world from over 80 different countries. It takes the highest trending articles depending on the things you like, whether it's sports, drama, politics, religion, anything puts them all into your phone and then reads it all back to you in a natural human voice, which is really cool. You don't have to read. You might be driving. You might be running. You might just be fucking lazy. Newsly has you covered. They also do a premium service. So as well as all the free stuff, they do more. And if you use our exclusive code, Monday without the O, M-N-D-A-Y, you can get an entire month for free. Anyway, that's enough from me. Just get Newsly, all right? (laughs) Now let's throw to Jared. So this time last week, there was fuck all released on Home Entertainment and we practically listened to Jarrett run his mouth off for 15 minutes. I wonder what this week will bring. (laughs) How you going, mate? (laughs) Good, good. Well, good news is that this week is absolutely littered with releases and there's some good stuff. But I do want to hark back to last week briefly. All right. And that is to say, I saw on Twitter that writer-director of Evil Dead Rise, Lee Cronin, had posted a picture of him recording an audio commentary for Evil Dead Rise. I saw that too. Good news. But here's the kicker. I don't think it's going to be for that Warner release in the States, which unfortunately will be the one we get locally, a direct port of it. I have an inclination it's going to be for the UK release because Studio Canal are handing it over there. And given that it's Lee Cronin, you know, he's Irish, I assume that it's probably going to be for the European release. So uh, that said, I can't wait to see what they're going to announce in terms of special feature content for that release. Surely it's got that commentary because otherwise... Like we we rant about not having a commentary for that film and then the next day there he is on fucking Facebook. I I don't know if we put it out, we put it out there and and he heard the call. You manifested, we manifested it. it. You manifested yeah, absolutely. It. <laughs> now we've just got to manifest other things. Like I want stitches and hamburger, the motion picture on Blu-ray. <laughs> Put it out there. I'm expecting it to be announced within the next week. But this week, locally on Home Entertainment, nothing quite as exciting as those 80s classic comedies. But we do have Disney releasing Ant-Man and uh, the Quantumania. Is it is it Ant-Man and the Wasp? Ant-Man Quantumania? and the Wasp in the Quantumania. It's like a long enough title without Stupid. having to add anything else to it. It's and there's Ant-Man no part three. three in there to begin with. So <laughs> imagine you just drop into this and you're kind of like, what the fuck is going on? Because uh, I don't know who he is, who she is, and what the hell is Quantumania? Yeah, but yeah, right. that one's coming out. So look, I will watch it, but I'll probably catch up with it on Disney Plus. I do have the other two on the shelf on 4K, but um, I can't. <laughs> You're I just don't. I, uh, yeah, I don't know if I'll add this one. To be honest, I'll probably be more inclined to sell these two off. Yeah. I've slowly been getting rid of a lot of the Marvel content just because I realised I'm never going to rewatch it. <laughs> no, what am I keeping it for? Smart. I'll keep the classics like Guardians of the Galaxy one and two, but I don't know if I need to own anything else. No. I've actually watched those films like at least twice, so I've got my money's worth out of them. <laughs> but yeah, that one's coming out. It's coming out on 4K, Blu-ray and DVD. The 4K has Atmos, but so will the Disney Plus stream, <laughs> so that I'll be quite content with that. Uh, and then there's a bunch of special features that no one's really going to watch, let's face it, so why, why even tell you about It's all going to be, here's how green screen works. Yeah, precisely, exactly. Yeah. And this is how we went back to the well to make another one of these <laughs> movies. Yeah. 
then we've got Mad Men now. I did mention last week, so I won't retread too much ground. They're releasing Pearl on Blu-ray and DVD, which is great news. Then Universal Sony have two big releases this week. They've got Knock at the Cabin, mm-hmm. which I think we were all a bit meh on. I watched your guys' video, and I think I watched it as soon as I got home from the cinema. And I was a bit like, well, it would have made for a great Netflix movie that you didn't have to leave the house to watch. But because I made the effort to pay good money, <laughs> go to the cinema and see it, I came out a little underwhelmed. It's, and an, episode no of, of special... it's an episode of something. Yeah, like The Twilight Zone. Exactly. Yeah. They needed to shave Black it of Mirror. about 45 yeah, minutes. Totally. Yes. Could have been a great episode of Black, Black Mirror, but probably in the hands of a better director, I'd say. Not that he's a terrible <laughs> director. It's just I don't know. I think it could have been handled better but yeah it just lacked suspense and tension and just about anything that makes a thriller or a apocalyptic horror movie good but it felt like one of those I'm, movies that a director just bumps out between projects like you know, absolutely yeah yeah, yeah i just i had a little bit of time so i managed to do this one it felt like a covid movie because you had so few characters in it mm-hmm. but yeah so that one's coming out and that one actually does have special features there's deleted scenes and featurettes <laughs> on that one m night doesn't do a commentary but one of the featurettes is quite extensive. It runs at about 25 minutes. So ah, I guess that's all you need to know. But here's the twist. He does. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> and you're like, hang on. I was just trying to access the Atmos and this bloke's talking all over the movie. Bugger. <laughs> then there's another Universal title, another Temple title, a film that did pretty well at the box office, but obviously not well enough that Universal saw fit to do a 4K release of it, not even overseas. And that is the uh, cocaine bear. Yeah, which was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to revisiting it. And that one's that one's actually stacked with content. There's a commentary on there as well with Elizabeth Banks. What else is on there? There's deleted scenes. There's an alternate ending, which I'm quite curious about. There's three featurettes and a gag reel as well, which the gag reel sounds terrific because. Hopefully it's got a man in a bear costume that they augmented with CGI <laughs> later and you get to see some hilarious bloopers of that nature. Then moving on to another indie that's releasing a title this week. It's coming out through Mad Men, but it's from the Acorn catalogue and it's the Shutter original of VHS 99. Yeah. This is the fifth instalment in that in that horror franchise uh, of anthology horror films. I haven't caught this one yet. I will not, catch not, up I'm, with it I'm at some point. I'm not on board the, the VHS train. Like, I haven't enjoyed any of them. Look, I think if they took one story from every second one of them, <laughs> they might actually have a good anthology, but it's all <laughs> filler and rarely killer with that, with that anthology, I feel. Like, I think there was one that was had uh, Gareth Evans had done, you know, the, the compound one, and it was terrific. It was like a first-person sort of thing, and it was great. But, yeah, I've been a bit meh on the rest yeah. of it. Actually, there was... I think that there was one. Oh, am I confusing it with an ABCs of death? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. It's, it's a wash. Same. I mean, there's five of them. I will I will check it out at some point. Look, it's yeah. in my queue on Shutter, so I'll catch up with it. But surprisingly, this one is loaded with special features. There's commentaries. There's Comic-Con panels. There's featurettes. There's special features galore. So, yeah, it's kind of strange when I think about it because... It's one of those releases that probably doesn't need a lot of special features yet. But they're probably cheap directors. You don't need to pay them much. Exactly. Yeah, totally. (laughs) They're on screen for like all of but like 15 minutes a piece. And then, you know, the special features are going to run longer than the stories themselves. But yeah, then you get something like, you know, the Fablemans or Tar (laughs) that either has minimal special features or all the special features. 
And just in an update, I did order both of those 4Ks from the United <laughs> States in the long run. <laughs> Sight unseen, despite best advice from Ben and Glenn that maybe I should just wait for them to get to streaming and decide if I want them or not. Well, no, because I just needed I needed a fix. And so I bought them and they have remained in plastic for the past week, but I'm I'm working my way to them. But I just need to get through a bunch of stuff in my streaming <laughs> pile before I get to my physical pile. And now the last one I want to release or la a last distributor I want to mention for the week that's putting out releases is Umbrella Entertainment. Now they're releasing two. One is a co-pro that we're actually releasing from Monster Fest in association with Umbrella in a new line called Monster Fest Presents. And that title's Mad Heidi, a Swissploitation mm -hmm. action uh, I don't know, horror <laughs> slash everything extravaganza. And that one's coming <laughs> out. But if you haven't ordered the collector's edition via the Umbrella website, you may have missed out because I'm just waiting for a confirmation. I think they're sold out of the one that's got the slipcover on the poster. Mm -hmm. But the trade-wide version will be in JB stores and other retailers. I mean, is there any other physical retailers apart from JB? <laughs> I mean, you really. can order stuff online, <laughs> sure. But like... You're not going to be able to go to any other store and get Mad Heidi. The only hey, there's still that outlet. guy with the table at the shopping center. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, exactly. He he'll be selling it in three years when there's a sales return, or if it's a really popular title and he's decided to bootleg it. Yeah, it'll be but ripped he, on those blue DVDs. <laughs> yeah, coming to a trestle table near you in your local shopping center. And the last one I'll mention from Umbrella Entertainment is Mad Monster Party, which looks like a spectacular edition they've put together it's got uh multiple aspect ratios you can watch it and it's like original 133 to 1 open mat ratio or the more uh theatrical 185 and there's a ton of special feature content on that one as well so that looks like a release that i'll probably pick up for nostalgia's sake i haven't seen it since the old cel video that i used to watch <laughs> obsessively as a kid yeah. it's one of the few sort of horror things that i could show friends of my age at that time and and not have the you know trouble of their parents saying they could never come to my house again because <laughs> i had scarred them by <laughs> showing them something they definitely should we not have had seen. the same childhood yep. one you missed they, um i don't know if you intentionally missed it but there's one um is this, it coming out on dvd this is Saturday there a blu-ray part five yeah, and a, one it's a dvd only isn't it oh, that's why you know my feelings <laughs> If a, if a distributor can't be bothered releasing it in high definition on Blu-ray, then it shouldn't be okay. worth mentioning, unless it's an exceptional film. But I am curious about that one because... So is this essentially two films? Yeah, so the way this was made, um, there is no in-between. The first movie they released was Part 5, right? Like Leonard Part 6. Yeah, and then they released Part 1, I think it is, right? And there's no ah, in-between movies. And the whole yeah. gist of it was... They're trying to emulate the 80s and 90s when you go to the video store and all the other installments were rented out and you've only got part five left. Excellent. So it's like I love a bit that of idea. in-joke horror movie. So I love that idea. It confused was, the um, fuck out of people though. Oh, absolutely. Like when I was growing up as a kid in Queensland, uh, you know, Toxic Avenger, the first one was banned in Queensland, right? But I, <laughs> yeah. I had a video store that had it and I'd rented it and I'm pretty sure that you've seen my childlike illustration mocked up cover that i did for it but yeah, some of my friends that got into you know that sort of stuff the trauma stuff they just thought that the first film didn't exist because they'd never been able to find it in queensland only <laughs> part two and three and so subsequently it was like this mythical movie until i was like oh no i've got a copy i'll make a copy for you 
And again, that's why people's parents uh, wouldn't let them <laughs> with me. So when you were up there, of of that nature. With part two and three, were they released as two and three, or did they retitle them to make them look like you know part one? No, they went to no, no. They no. never went to any specific effort to do. the greatest effort they ever went to with releasing anything in Queensland to acknowledge the fact that there was some other version that existed was when Reanimator came out on video. And we received the an M-rated version with a sticker that was pasted over the R rating with an M, and then a big <laughs> dot that said, uh, you know, uh, what was it? Something Queensland version. And they even wrote it on the tape, Queensland version. So we knew there was another version out there, but it took us years. This is long before the internet. You didn't and then, get of that course... hidden a dish between the legs moment. That's what it was. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they cut out all the wholesome good stuff. <laughs> but yeah, so subsequently we knew we were missing something. We didn't know what quite what. Yeah. But yeah, as the years prevailed, we realized we missed out on all the good stuff. But yeah, no, they would they weren't that that kind to us. They just um yeah, they just they basically pretended it didn't exist. <laughs> we should not know about it. It's forbidden. It's about Queensland. Yeah, that's it. Anyway, it's part <laughs> of the past. And you know what another film that was banned in Queensland was, and just for the sake of keeping something going? For way longer than it should. Houseboat <laughs> Horror. It's coming out June 21st on Blu-ray. You'll bar up. You'll bar up. Oh my I, I threw that one in there for Ben because Ben now likes to keep that on going. And I think we will keep it like right up until it's in a two for 30 there at JB Hi-Fi. <laughs> where you can physically go into a store and pick up a title like Houseboat Horror. And even in <laughs> Queensland in this day and age. But anyway, I've held you guys up for too long, but thank you for having me and letting me just <laughs> rant about home entertainment as always. Much I'm glad I didn't, I didn't actually, yeah, there was no major gripes this week. I didn't lose my shit about anything, did I? I don't think I did. <laughs> no, but, no, not at all. Um, oh, good. We, it saved us all the, the stress. Cleo's here. I've kept things upbeat. <laughs> ben was here. I, I feel like say, I have to bring except, it down Except Queensland. Queensland got shit on this week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck those guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. On with the show. Thank you, sir. We'll uh, catch you next week. Pleasure. Hey, Chloe, this is the part of the show that um, Ben and I refer to as the up late segment. It's the part where we steal <laughs> ideas from Wednesday up late. But this is the weird part because this is almost like meta because you and I are from up late and like here we are Woo. to do what we do there here <laughs> the world within a world we're bringing it in and what we're going to do is a brand new game we've never done before which i don't know how this is going to go because on the last up late we did it was all brand new games and i think it fucking mm. tanked i loved it <laughs> i have a complete opposite opinion i had so much fun with it i know you hated it <laughs> Um, but I just, you know, I, this might be sadistic, but watching you squirm a little bit was fun. <laughs> I really did. I really did. And it's like the second that you stop recording, the answers just come to you. I know. It's like in the moment you feel like a complete fucking dumbass. Oh my God. And then you're lying in bed late at night going, oh my God, like that six degrees that we did. <laughs> I hated that. <laughs> I just wanted to jump off a bridge. It was so embarrassing. Well, there's a plug for people. Like, you know, Wednesday Up Late is the other podcast that Chloe and I do host, and that is what we do. We play games for the entire 40, 45 minutes, and it's it's a lot of fun, but we do make each other squirm a lot, and oh, yeah. um, it's embarrassing, yeah. and it's worth a look, and it's on video as well if you want to go to our Facebook page or YouTube channel. Um, 
Yeah, but we're going to do that right here, right now. And this new game is Fuck, Marry, Kill. And I'm sure everybody's well aware of that. But do you want to maybe go over the rules for people? Sure, absolutely. We are going to state three people. And uh, we're going to decide if we want to fuck, marry, or kill them. Yeah. Well, this is a a very contentious kind of game because it does draw a lot of criticism when you see it online. Like, you know, how dare you want to kill somebody? But for fuck's sake, people. like (laughs) It's It's a game. It's It's a game. (laughs) Not real. Uh, So for those naysayers, I do say fuck off. Okay. (laughs) 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 We're doing it. (laughs) Um, Why don't you throw your first group at me? Okay, I'm going to I'm going to like give you a heads up. Most of my groups are males, so have fun with that. Um, my first, <laughs> not that there's anything first, wrong with that. Okay, <laughs> my first grouping of uh, people I have is Harrison Ford, Ooh. Bruce Willis, mm-hmm. and Mark Hamill. Oh, okay. So I would probably fuck Bruce Willis, as if you wouldn't. I'd marry Harrison Ford. Uh, okay. And yep. I'd, I'd just have to kill Mark Hamill. He's just um, really? he's, he's just not as important to me as those other two. I know he's great, um, but you know, like the, the, there's rules to this game, and one must die. And so I'm sorry, Mark Hamill. And that's um, the, I'm sure you but, understand. But he's so sweet. Oh, well, he's I mean, so lovely. What would happen if I switched it around and said that Bruce Willis had to die? I know, I'd probably hate you for that too. There's no winning in this game. <laughs> That's right. See, this game sucks. All right, anyway. So there we go. All right, go, go. All right, so your first three are Hugh Jackman, Adam Sandler, Ooh. or Paul Rudd. Oh. Hugh Jackman, Adam Sandler, and Paul Rudd. Well, I'm going to marry Paul Rudd. That's okay. just that's just how it is. Um, I'm going to – oh, hang on. <laughs> Oh no! Uh, I'm probably gonna. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> I'm gonna fuck Adam Sandler and kill Hugh Jackman. Excellent choice. I would probably do the same. Let's go, do do. Ah, like, can you imagine in the heat of the moment? Oh, yeah. He's just going. Wanna punch the people all around in the hay? You just me. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome. I mean, the other thing too here is whoever you marry, you get to fuck anyway because you're married. Exactly. That's why Paul they chose Paul Rudd. Oh, excellent. That's the obvious choice. There. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. All right, you ready for your next ones? <laughs> <laughs> well, just you wait. Um, okay, you ready? Yep. Um, and I can kind of predict what you're going to do in this one, but I want to see if I'm wrong. All right, your next one, Jimmy Fallon. Hmm. Will Ferrell Ooh. and Andy Samberg. Okay, fucking hell, Chloe. What are you doing to me? What are you doing to me? I'd probably <laughs> marry Will Ferrell. Oh, okay, yeah. I'd probably fuck Samberg. Yeah, yeah. And then kill Felon. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I feel like I want to I, I I kill Felon any time of the day. So, you know, that's the <laughs> Yeah, see, that one would be hard for me. I'd probably have to marry Sandberg, though, because, you know, he's just drop-dead gorgeous. And he has a dick in a box. Absolutely. It's like a surprise every time. And for everyone that listened to Wednesday, I played that's twice this week I've been able to say, dick in a box. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) We're just bringing the entertainment. Awesome. Okay, your next lot are weird. This is a really weird one. So, fuck, marry, kill, Hayley Joel Osment, Vin Diesel, and DJ Quails. Oh my god! What the <laughs> hell? I know. I'm gonna 
fuck Vin Diesel. All right. Because that seems like it seems like he'd be good at it. I just I just feel <laughs> fast like fast and furious. Yeah. <laughs> and he's all uh, about family. Who doesn't like that? <laughs> um, I'm probably gonna marry DJ. Okay. Because he's a scrawny little nerd type, and that's you know that used to be my type. Well, so. Would you would you lick the peanut butter off his balls? Um, if he asked really nicely <laughs> and he, with these cute little bug eyes, I might. <laughs> um, and I'd probably have to kill Haley Joel Osment because he brings the ghosts and I'm not okay with that. Because he didn't grow into his face either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to comment on that. Um, that's not for me. But, yeah, that's what I do. Okay. So we've got two more to go. All right. You ready? Uh, I think it's – yes, go for it. I call this the tale of three Amy's. Uh, <laughs> no, Amy Schumer, no. Amy Schumer, Amy Poehler, and Amy Adams. Okay, so I would fuck Amy Adams, I would marry Amy Poehler, and I would definitely kill Amy Schumer. Oh my gosh, you're so predictable. Well, I mean, if I'm that predictable, why throw them at me? Because <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just wondered. You're just confirming, the, do I know him as well as I yeah, think I do? Pretty much. You certainly do. <laughs> Oh I don't know how this one's going to go, but I want to know who you would fuck, marry, or kill between Robert Pattinson, Nicholas Holt, and Daniel Radcliffe. Oh, <gasps> mm. why would you? Why would you do that? Because I know um, you. <laughs> oh man, oh, it's probably not as hard as I'm making it out to be because I'm absolutely going to marry Daniel Radcliffe. Like that's not that's not even a question. Okay. And then it's just kind of a question between the, the last two, but I prefer Nicholas Holt over Robert Pattinson. I think that's so the I'm correct gonna, answer. Yeah, I'm going to fuck him and I'm going <laughs> to kill Robert. Sorry, Robert. He's dead anyway in Sparkles, so, you know. And he hasn't made as many good movies. But, I mean, if I want something that sparkles, I want a ring, not a man, so. <laughs> you can put your finger in his ring. <laughs> that's sparkles. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. All the glitters is gold. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Away. Your last one. Uh, fuck Mary Kill, Tom Cruise, mm-hmm. Patrick Swayze, Ralph Macchio. Ooh, so is it Swayze now or Swayze then? <laughs> Swayze, like 80s Swayze. So not decomposed or anything like that. All right, so. No, no, honey, no. <laughs> okay, so I think I would probably marry Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. I'd probably fuck Machio. Oh, okay. And probably kill Swayze. Wow. Because I think, you know, if I was that way inclined and I was into fucking dudes, I mm-hmm. have a I just I think I'd rather Yeah, I think Yeah. I'd I'd rather yeah. like, the least appealing to me is Patrick Swayze as far as, you know, just the the, the overall package. Wow, but you've seen his butt, yeah? Like you, oh, you yeah. understand. In jeans, yeah. it's not bad. Okay, okay. I mean. <laughs> but I mean, you've seen jeans on uh, Rapaccio in Outsiders. I mean, hey, there's two out. They're all Outsiders, aren't they? Yeah, they sure are. Wow. But I, I yeah, okay. Fair enough. Don't Fair think enough. about the Outsiders. They were young men. <laughs> <laughs> Roadhouse. Way Roadhouse. Roadhouse. <laughs> <laughs> the dirtiest of dancing, as they say. <laughs> all right, your turn. So. Fuck Mary Kill, Dev Patel, mm-hmm. Tom Holland, or Aaron Taylor Johnson. You're gonna have to remind me who Aaron Taylor Johnson is. Oh, um, oh, what's that movie he's in? Let me just bring it up. Um, 
Dev Patel. He's, yeah, he's the handsome the guy one? that they were they were sort of vying for. He's in Kick Ass and he was in um, Bullet Train, but they were oh, talking about okay. him being the new James Bond at one point. All right. Well, that's easy because I'm going to marry Tom Holland. Mm-hmm. I'm going to fuck Dev Patel. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to kill the other guy. <laughs> just because you didn't know him straight <laughs> off the bat. <laughs> well, not just because of that, because I do quite like the other two and they're my preferences. Okay. Well, there we go. Dun, dun, dun. That was uh, Wednesday up late on a Monday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sing out a tune, would you stand up and walk out on me? Lend me your ears and I'll sing you a song And I'll try not to sing out a key Oh, I get by with a little help from my friends Gets high with a little help from his friends Oh, I'm gonna try with a little help from my friends what do I do when my love is away? Does it worry you to be alone? How do I feel by the end of the day? Are you sad because you're on your own? If I get by with a little help from my friends Yeah, I get high with a little help from my friends Oh, I'm gonna try with a little help from my friends Somebody to love Could it be Anybody I want Somebody to love Would you Believe in a love At first sight Yeah I'm certain that it happens all the time What do you see When you turn out the light I can't tell you But I know it's mine Oh I get by with a little help from my friends mm, I get high with a little help from my friends Oh I'm gonna try with a little help from my friends Do you need anybody? I need someone to love Could it be? Classic Beatles track right there, as sung by Joe Anderson, of all people, which, of course, is uh, this week's guest and leads us to the interview we're about to play. Um, but before that, let's talk about Across the Universe, which is where that song was from. Um, I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. you and I, Chloe, can both agree that this is a pretty excellent movie. 
it is a pretty excellent movie and it's one that I watched when I wasn't sort of uh, like I didn't grow up with the Beatles mm. so they weren't a part of my vocabulary and it wasn't until one of my friends in high school wrote a play based around Helter Skelter that I kind of even knew sort of Beatles music so wow. um, when I was introduced to this movie as well it kind of just blew my mind and it was just so beautiful and well done yeah it's it's my wife's favorite movie and it's a movie that we watch probably once a year maybe you know every two years at the 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 least but you know it's it's a movie we can put on puts you in a good mood immediately but what i love about it it's a really clever structure because they've taken all these Beatles songs and they've laid them across the narrative so that the lyrics tell the story yeah, absolutely. It's just yeah, it's very very clever. It's yeah, it's it's an amazing film and and that's how I came to know Joe Anderson. Like so everything he's done since I'm like it's the guy from you know, across the universe. <laughs> and Yeah, and, absolutely. And the thing is like, you know, I'm I'm sure every interview he's ever done people bring up across the universe. So, you know, I mm-hmm. as you're going to hear in a moment, I thought to myself, this guy's probably sick of that, so I'm not going to be that guy. <laughs> and I bring up another movie which I don't think he appreciated at all, which <laughs> makes it quite an interesting listen. Um but anyway. Asking the hard questions, Glenn. I love it. <laughs> so he is in a new supernatural movie called The Devil Conspiracy, and that's what we're mostly talking about. Um, it is – look, I'm going to go through the plot here because I don't do it in the interview, but it's it's about uh, clone technology where there's a, there's a super tech company that um, invents a cloning technology that allows them to resurrect famous figures from the past, right? Ooh. And it's actually backed by a satanic cult who – pretty much did the entire process so that they could resurrect Jesus from the Shroud of Turin, which is said to have his DNA on it. And so the movie is about them trying to resurrect Jesus. And Joe Anderson plays Lucifer in these sort of weird and very cool flashbacks to when Lucifer first fell from heaven. So it's Lucifer as as we've never seen him before, but also we don't really ever see him in movies freshly fallen from heaven. So it's a very, very cool concept. Very cool movie. And anyway, let's throw to Joe Anderson and we'll talk all about it and then uh, we can uh, catch up after. Okay. Well, Joe, it's it's great to be chatting with you, mate. I, I trust you are well. I'm, yeah, I'm very good. I'm uh, yeah, I'm happy happy to be uh, away from that that makeup job. Which <laughs> yeah. and I am going to I'm going to mention that in just a moment. But before we get started, I need to I need to butter you up with a, a few compliments, if I may. Uh, no doubt uh, you're sick and tired of people bringing up across the universe in conversations. So I'm not going to tell you that that's my wife's favorite film, and we watch it every single year. <laughs> It's it's a good one. Yeah, it's a fantastic one. But what I will tell you is that I'm a massive fan of Backdraft too. Oh, oh man. Really? No, I am. I'm yeah. not joking. Like as listeners on our show know, I'm a shameless tragic when it comes to part two sequels, and I love that one. It was fun to film it. Tell you that. You know, it was a good. It was a good laugh filming it. But um, <laughs> but yeah. And it just there was there was no fire in that movie on 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 set. So there was always this thing, like, hang on a minute, we're doing backdrops, but there's no, I didn't, never saw a flame on set. So I, can't, <laughs> well, I, can't I mean, I personally thought it was, it was much better than a backdraft two made 30 years later had any right to be. So there we go. <laughs> well, I mean, at, at least, at least, um, you know, Donald and, and, and uh, Baldwin jumped in as well. So, you know, we weren't, awesome. we weren't alone. 
<laughs> well, here lies my my tenuous and kind of lame connection because that was written by Gregory Wyden and he wrote the prophecy back in the day with Christopher Walken. And that's the movie that immediately yeah. came to my mind when I was watching The Devil Conspiracy. Uh, the prophecy, interesting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, one of I a few. Ages. Yeah. Um, uh, it's it's a weird one because I, I just got sent the script and I went, oh, hang on a minute. This it's a it's it's kind of a small role, but it's it's the devil. It's the devil. You know? So you suddenly go, okay, yeah, I'll do it. And then you go, oh shit, you know, how many devils have there been before? And you know, what do they do? So you come up with a with a character, and then you see the makeup, and you go, okay, scrap that character because it's never going to fit with that makeup. You know, so it was it was a tricky one. It was a tricky yeah, one. right. Even though. Where was your where, where were you going with the character before you decided? Well, we have to change it up. Until I saw until I saw the set, and because they did they did hell for real, which was um, as opposed to green screen and you know on a stage, but they had a quarry that they, you know, big limestone quarry, and they built you know the set in there, and it was blue, it wasn't red. So suddenly you walk in, you go just the way it looked. The way I moved, I'm a skinny guy, but suddenly, you know, I've got all this stuff on. So I've, I'm, I stroll on set like a normal dude. I've suddenly, I realize that, no, you can't do that. You can't move like that. You know, it just doesn't fit the surroundings. It doesn't. So you get into, you suddenly get into all of that. But you, it, sometimes it catches you by surprise because it happens in the moment on set. And so you go, oh shit, and you have to kind of reevaluate. But, um, but it, it was fun. It was fun to sort of play something that big and have have that kind of mask on and hide behind it a bit you know yeah absolutely and also a lot of like because you are behind all of that makeup and it's really good makeup um a lot of your performance comes through your voice and i'm wondering like did did you have much sort of liberty to to i guess play on that as much as you wanted to or was it all direction where did the character come from as far as it's it's an interesting one because i you know i i was asking constantly as we were doing it because we had big you know fans and wind machines and stuff like that so if you wanted just to talk quietly that was out the window because the other actor couldn't even hear you so it became it became this you know a bigger thing and i was asking nathan you know are you going to augment the voice are you going to change it are you going to and but i was really sort of competing with the elements so you know there was no room for kind of subtle subtle you know language play it was just it was kind of full-on you know just to just for peter to even be able to hear me so so it kind of yeah it and, came out of of the surroundings again you know? yeah well that that's what really struck me and then to be honest you you've, you've actually answered a lot of my questions already which is fantastic but that's what i was going to say is the authenticity of this because i was not sure whether it was you know shot on location or, or constructed or whatever so to, the fact that it was a quarry like that that's bang for buck as far as you know a small budget film like this yeah looks far better than it has any right to be in fact um recently i saw the new russell crowe movie uh was the pope's exorcist yeah and yeah. that that i mean your film just blew it out of the water i i was very surprised when i saw you know one of the first edits when i even when i went in to do some adr you know where you uh, dub over stuff that's got noise on it and, uh, and I was like, wow, that's it's, the film's got scope. And it really, you know, you don't, you, I, we didn't feel that as we were shooting it. But then you see it and you go, whoa, it's a much yeah. bigger film than, than, than I expected, even from the script, you know. So, yeah, absolutely. And, and it was shot 
in in um, Czechoslovakia, I believe. Yeah, we were in Prague. Um, uh, yeah. It was lovely. I didn't get to see much of it because I was always on set. But um, but yeah. what's it like? Uh, what's it like working there? Like, is there a different discipline with crews? I often hear you know horror stories and really good stories about working with foreign crews. Um, it, to be honest, it's one of those things that okay, yeah, there might be slight difference, you know, slight differences. That, you know, the, the French work in a very kind of loose way, which is quite nice. But um, but one of the things I've found is that no matter where you are. The, the it, it runs this it's the same so you know you could be i've shot in india and it's the same the first ad is there the guys are there the camera guys are so it, it, it's it has to be what it is so it kind of runs runs the same way it's almost like a language of itself you don't have to even speak the language of the crew because everyone knows you know this is how you how you do it yeah. <laughs> i guess it must be like the americans that whinge the most because i quite often hear those stories of when they go overseas they're shocked by the amount of tea breaks and and you know actual you know union <laughs> conditions yeah i think i think the, the machine uh, the, the money machine you know aspect of it is that's that's always tough you know time that's a producer money thing but yeah for sure matches, i guess so it's a very um it's a very heavy genre you know sort of film it's you know it's fantasy and it's horror combined and you over the years have been in some fantastic horror movies uh from the ruins to horns the crazies and even even a movie i adore back in the day called creep which is great are you a fan of the genre personally creep wow creep that's going that's going way back frank potenta i know um yeah i am um and it's it's yeah i am sort of in, in a frustrated sort of way because i'm i'm always longing to find another another you know real gem in the horror in the horror genre you know something that is you know i saw uh, uh, the killing of a sacred deer uh, the other day i was like oh there you go there's a there's a you know there's a really great you know movie but uh, there's so much rubbish out there to be honest so it's it's, it's one of those things that i, I kind of fish through i watch everything but uh, and then you know just find the nuggets so yeah i, I do like that genre a lot and you, you mentioned um to me before we started recording that you made the ruins here in australia mm. up in queensland um you know do you get down here often um no no i did i i've been god i've been three times now so i was um twice was just for for fun and then you know, the third time was obviously shoot the ruins um but the ruins was great they built they actually built that pyramid for real in, in the middle of the jump yeah so it was it was a big great great set to play on um and obviously you know living right by the beach there surfers and whatever it's great <laughs> nice, nice gig yeah well when you when you said also that um you have been looking for you know the good horror films those ones that i mentioned that you've been in are the good ones like you've been you've been choosing them wisely so i just wanted to throw that in there they, they've, they've, they've been they've been really interesting but also they've, they've had great crew i mean really top-notch dps and, and and the like so you know it's that's something that i always that that's a that's a deal breaker you know if if the deep if the look of it is just off you know that's yep it's just immediately it kills me so so yeah cool well before before we wrap things up i want to ask two more questions firstly just to you know just to pick your brain and get to know you a little bit um what type of films in general inspire you and was there one film that sort of struck you know got that bug lit beneath you as far as acting goes 
the first the first film that that I that I sort of went whoa okay this is movies was Midnight Express. Oh yeah. Um, uh, and 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 I, and then the first movie really for sort of camera movement and cinematography I would say was uh, Heat. Yeah, those you know, um, how old? Probably eighteen, nineteen, whatever. But it was around yeah. that time, and it was just the the way that he he moves the camera was amazing. So that was that was when I was hooked. Done. Awesome. I mean, I I don't really you know advocate remakes, but if they were to remake Midnight Express, you'd be a, a ideal candidate for that one touch it though you've got to let that one that you got to leave alone you know <laughs> yeah i agree completely but if they did <laughs> well joe like thanks for the chat like i i really enjoyed this movie like i said as a bang for buck movie it's um it's it looks amazing it, the performances are great and you know i hope a lot of people sort of dive into this one but thanks for the chat i do appreciate your time yeah, no worries, man thank you very much take care Welcome to Bonehead Weekly Fun Size. I'm having to use another computer, so I'm not exactly for sure where I'm supposed to be looking. No, right there, you're good. Just do it. Yeah, just keep doing that from now on. This you is both, Joe and Profile. And also, you both uh, put me over in that corner when that witch. And this is an audio. Po- this is an audio podcast, so it doesn't matter where the hell you look. There's a lot of people watching this on YouTube. In fact, our YouTube numbers have grown the last few weeks. But anyway, moving right along, Chad, you go first. All right, so um, we're we're picking documentaries. So I want to pick one called "Call Me Lucky," uh, directed by Bobcat Goldway. Um, it's about comedian Barry Crimmins, uh, who had some mi- minuscule popularity in the '80s. He was like very quick fire, verbal, like uh, insults, just boom, 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 boom. Um, and it's about his comedy career, but midway through. Bobcat Goldwaite does this amazing 180 and the story takes a dark turn about something that happened to Barry and how Barry became a, a you know, a, a, a small time comedian to a big time advocate for a very important cause. Um, it's an amazing documentary. If you watch, if you haven't seen it, I recommend checking it out. Uh, again, this, this man, Barry Crimmins deserves more praise um, than he's getting. Uh, and people, and people just do not know what that he existed. A lot of people don't know about him and what he did. And that's I don't good. want to spoil it for you because I want you to go watch this documentary. That's a good one. So thank you. Mine is going to be about Hollywood bullshit, which are some of my favorite documentaries. And I'm going to talk about the kid stays in the picture. That's right. Incredibly wonderfully just different kind of visual telling of the Robert Evans story. If you don't know who Robert Evans is, Robert Evans was the man at Paramount in the early seventies. He greenlit the Godfather and he had a meteor meteor meteoric. No, he had a huge, I'm trying to think of how I'm screwing this up. Robert Evans ascended the mountain and fell down the damn mountain about as quickly as he could 10 years later but he had a fantastic story and he did so much crazy stuff and this is basically this goes as a great compilation of his book which is also the kid stays in the picture which is a reference to when he was an actor so check out the kid stays in the picture robert evans does his own narration about his own story that he wrote his own book but it's a lot of fun you know, continuing Joe's trend of a, of a documentary about nonsense and fakery, 
I'm going to say F is for fake. Yeah, F is for fake may very well be my favorite documentary of all time. F is for fake. If you've never seen it, it's Orson Welles telling the story of lies. Famous lies, people who, uh, the gentleman who faked um, the, um, oh shoot, why am I blanking on uh, the aviator's name? The, the guy that built, built the spruce. Howard tree. Hughes. How, I can you. never remember Howard Hughes's name. Faked Howard Hughes's um, interview. Interview, faked all this stuff. But it's also a story of fake art, fake, and and it has its own little twist in it that's a lot of fun. If you've never seen Efforts for Fake, check out Efforts for Fake. It is a documentary that deserves more attention. Plus, it takes a second to get into, but once you get into Orson Welles' storytelling, it just... It's a different visual way of telling a story, and it's a different... It just... It's it's fascinating. It's something I watch probably once a year. Yes, absolutely. Yep. Efforts for Fake. Check it out. Yep. This has been Bonehead Weekly Fun Size. Um, thank you to the Boneheads. Um, we love having them as part of this show. But Chloe, I'm pretty sure Joe has like a mad crush on you. <laughs> oh my God, stop it. So I, I love those guys so much. They are my dudes. I think they're just so super cool. Um, yeah, I love them. Yeah, me and too. And not just because of their accents. And I, I'm, look, I love having them on the show every week, but I especially love having the big all-in group sessions that we do, which sounds really bad. But those times of the year <laughs> where we all get together on on Zoom and um, we just you know spit shit for a good two hours. Which you were on the last one, which was a Christmas episode. Hopefully, mm-hmm. if we can pull together a um a mid mid year one this year, we can uh, get you in on that as well because that'd be heaps of fun. But that's, yeah, uh, it was su- it was super fun that one. My, I really really enjoyed myself. My to do I may have had a beer or two too many (laughs) (laughs) i got very jolly on that one you did you looked very purdy on that one you were all dolled up i was i I did my best (laughs) not like i do every week on up late (laughs) i apply many a filter (laughs) so the bonehead weekly you can get them wherever you get good podcasts from uh they also do youtube so there's a video there of them doing their show which if you if you like to watch and you're a pervert and all that kind of stuff then it's where you find them so Chloe, we're up to the part of the show where we do recommendations. Um, we're mm-hmm. we're nearing the uh, nearing the finish line here, but I'm going to go first. Um, go for it. Yeah, and look, I don't know if people actually take our recommendations on board and watch them when we do these. So you know, for all I know, these parts of the show are just you know just for our own shits and giggles. But mind you, I have had one or two people actually pull me up in public and say, "Hey, I watched that movie you talked about." So you know, maybe no way. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so we spoke about um, Across the Universe before, and I'm going to mm-hmm. keep on the Beatles sort of mojo. I'm going to keep that train going because if you can imagine a movie like The Breakfast Club, but it's set in the 1960s during Beatlemania <laughs> and in Melbourne wow. of all places, then uh, you will get an idea of what the movie Secrets from 1992 is all about. This is a wow. really cool movie that I love. In America, it's actually called One Crazy Night. So if you're overseas and you're looking for it, that's what you look for. It stars uh, Danny Minogue, Noah Taylor, and Malcolm Kennard. Uh, it's oh, it's just a wonderful movie. And the way it sort of like connected to The Breakfast Club, it is about a group of teenagers in Melbourne when the Beatles visited in the 1960s. And I don't know if you oh, know the story, yeah. but there's a famous appearance they made on the balcony of the Southern Cross Hotel in Melbourne. Yeah, There's footage of it online. It's very famous because the entire CBD of Melbourne is just like cram-packed with fans. Like it's like a massive mosh yeah. pit. So this movie takes place during that event, but there's these teenagers that try to sneak into the motel to meet them, but they get locked in the basement of the motel. So the entire movie takes place with them missing out on all the Beatle fun while they're inside this basement. And obviously, you know, 
Tempest afraid, and they're all a clash of personalities. One of them is like a greaser, you know, playing sort of the, the Judd Nelson character. One of them yeah. is um, like a Ringo fanatic played by Noah Taylor. He dresses and talks like Ringo. And, it's, yeah, just these teenagers <laughs> stuck together and then all of their um, insecurities and and whatnot sort of all come out and, you know, it's a, it, it, they bond, they clash, and it's just a really, really cool adolescent coming-of-age movie. So if you do love something like The Breakfast Club, then secrets i highly recommend it it's for free it's on youtube and um i just can't yeah i I just can't talk of it highly enough that sounds awesome and also how can you say no to danny minogue they're like australian royalty yeah this was danny minogue too when she was you know much she was like a teenager and she before she had any face work done and she you know remember when her and kylie minogue actually looked different yeah (laughs) yeah so this is before she looked like kylie minogue because they look identical now but um (laughs) Yeah, that so, sounds awesome. Yeah, definitely check it out. I think you would enjoy it a lot, Chloe. Yeah, but, um, that sounds like something I would really enjoy, actually. And the fact it's free on YouTube, and I think the quality of the one on YouTube is pretty good. It's you know it's probably ripped from a VHS, but a nice clean one. So yeah. Yeah, nice, perfect. Cool. Um, well, my recommendation um, is probably one that I've recommended before or talked about a, a bit before, either on up late or with you. I can't quite remember, but it's something that I'll never let go because I want people to watch this movie. And across the universe, you know, it's bright and fun and happy. Um, and that always brings me back to Reefer Madness. And I know. <laughs> you I recommended know, this last week. I know. And I'm really serious about it. It is so underrated. It's, you know, Kristen Bell and Nev Campbell and Alan Cumming. Um, it's kind of like, I mean, <laughs> how would you describe it? Like a mockumentary spoof of an actual 1930s movie called Reaper Madness, which was supposed to be kind of like a deterrent for young teenagers well, a public to not service smoke marijuana. Yep. Right, yeah. Um, to not smoke marijuana, it's going to turn you into a jazz musician or whatever the fuck they were trying to do with that. <laughs> but some of the songs and the characters, it's just so ridiculous and over the top and outlandish and it is so much fun. I still have every single word of every single song memorized um just a lot of girls in skimpy clothes and boys in skimpy clothes and it's so much fun yeah i'm so so much fun i'm trying to think of a movie that's so comparable to it but i can't you know i'm thinking there was the you know that movie do you know repo or genetic opera it's um no anthony heed from buffy in it and the, the girl from um, Spy Kids, I can't remember what her name is, Sarah Brightman's in it and a okay. whole bunch of others. And that is, um, it's not the same tone of movie, but it's the same kind of, um, I don't know what, but just weirdness and the way the music yeah. is infused. And the guy that directed that has made other musicals as well, which I can't recall the name of. But um, what's the point of me bringing that up if I can't think of what the fucking name is? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to, I'm trying to think of a, a comparable movie for people that have never heard of Reefer Madness as a musical because, you know. Well, that might just be the beauty of it. Yeah. They might just go in not sort of kind of knowing what they're after or what it's going to be like and it's just going to blow their beautiful little minds <laughs> because they're just going to love it so much as much as I do. Nothing like talking down to people like that. Blow their little minds. <laughs> I said they're beautiful minds. They're beautiful, all of them. See, this is the effervescent positive. <laughs> Chloe coming out and then be describing the movie as the dense Chloe coming out. So, you know. All right. So, hot fucking mess? Hot fucking mess. (laughs) As promised. I mean, we've plowed through this episode and we've reached the end. Can you believe it? 
It has been so much fun having you here on the show. I think I'm going to have to bring you into the Good Movie Mondayverse to do a co-hosting with Ben here. All three of us do a show. Uh, We do it with Nelsie all the time. It would be great to have you as well. It's going to be chaos. That's what it's going to be. That's going to be fucking chaos. And then we can drag Ben into the the up late world. Yes, I would love to have boobs on. Yeah, he... He, he loves playing the up late game, so he would absolutely love an entire episode of gameplay. So let's oh do that as gosh. well. Hey, everybody, thank you for listening. Uh, thank you to Joe Anderson for, you know, taking time out to chat about all things, uh, especially uh, Backdraft 2. And, uh, <laughs> of course, The Devil <laughs> yeah. Conspiracy is out now through Eagle Entertainment, so go looking for that. Uh, what else? Find us on social media. We're on Facebook. We're on um, we're on TikTok. TikTok's where you should go because all of the good parts from the show, <laughs> all of the all of the good, parts. the snappy bite sized parts are there, and it's a lot of fun. You can comment and uh, yeah, just whatever you, wherever you find us on uh, social media, drop us a comment and help you know help build the show. You know, you can give suggestions on what we should talk about, and we will will credit you for it. So, anyway, absolutely. Yeah, is there anything you want to say before we part? Um, I love you and thank you for having me on. This has been so super fun. <laughs> oh, right back Good at you. I, you. I just love, love, love recording with you. Uh, we're going to end with a song also from Across the Universe. It's Happiness is a Warm Gun, as sung by our Aww. guest, Joe Anderson. This is, uh, this is a fantastic song to take us out with. Uh, I'll see you on Wednesday, Chloe. Yeah, you sure will. Can't get rid of me that easily. Not a girl who misses much. Oh yeah, she's well acquainted with the touch of the velvet hand, like a lizard on a window pane. The man in the crowd with the multicolored mirrors on his hobnail boots. Lying with his eyes while his hands are busy working overtime. A soap impression of his wife, which he ate and donated to the National Trust. <laughs>